0: So that's your warning, uh, but I'm sure you uh, are grown up enough to handle it. Don't write to me complaining. Oh, welcome to the Leaves of Glen cabin, because it's the 4th of July, so I've gone up north to my imaginary cabin. Uh, It's a fun little bit where I pretend to live in a cabin, and not just recording in my basement where I pretend to record in a mansion. This is where I read the hottest public domain books and short stories, This week, we're going to continue to read uh, Chapter 2 of Peter Pan by J.M. Barrie. But before we do that, uh, other better, more professional podcasts that I respect have also been putting out a message about the uh, June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe vs. Wade. So I felt like I should join in, which seems silly and stupid because my show is uh, done in a funny voice and it's uh, not a serious show at all. So this is going to be awkward, but I actually very much mean it. It was a decision that stripped away the right to have a safe and legal abortion. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive uh, reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Learn more by visiting podvoices.help. And if you're able to support others, please consider donating to abortion funds. I encourage you to speak up. Take care and spread the word. And again, I genuinely mean that because I am very much uh, angry and uh, pissed off. I don't have anything intelligent to add to the conversation. I don't have some sort of outlook or thing I can say that's actually meaningful because I know how dumb I really am. But I still want to stand behind this because uh, since this has been passed and a bunch of trigger laws have been put into place by a lot of states, uh, there are a lot of people whose lives are on the risk because they're trying to, they're being forced to have a baby that they physically can't. Carry. Uh, it's nightmarish and it's horrible, and I don't understand why the hell it happened. I mean, I do. I know who Trump is, but uh, I'm not getting into all that, so as awkward as this is, because I'm going to follow this up with fun facts about the author, uh, I do take it very seriously. So if you can go out and help in any way, shape, or form, I would deeply appreciate it. I'm trying to do what I can, even though I'm broke. Uh, well, Awkwardly About the author? That's fun. Born May 1860, died the 19th of June, 1937. Uh, He he was a Scottish novelist and playwright, best remembered as the creator of Peter Pan. Uh, Born and educated in Scotland before moving to London, he wrote a number of successful novels and plays. There he met the Llewellyn Davies Boys, who inspired him to write about a baby boy who has magical adventures in Kensington Gardens, which led him uh, to writing the Peter Pan or the Boy Who Wouldn't Grow Up story in 1904. Although he continued to write successfully, Peter Pan uh, overshadowed his work and is credited with popularizing the name Wendy, which I don't get why that's a thing, but that's a thing you keep reading on every single fun fact about this book. Barry unofficially adopted the Davies boys following the deaths of their parents. Barry was made the Baronet by George V and a member of the Order of Merit. Before his death, he gave the rights to Peter Pan's works to the Great Ormond Street Hospital for Children in London, which continues to benefit from them, until Disney uh, got rights to it and kind of screwed them over for money, and it wasn't until freaking 2008 that they got their act together and did the right thing and paid them a bunch of money they should have paid them to begin with. Uh, even more awkwardly, do you want to learn fun facts? Sure you want to learn fun facts. Peter Pan is originally a play, I'm getting these fun facts from The Guardian, and The Guardian apparently did a review of it back in 1904, Uh, the review being, even those who least relish it must admit that no such play has ever been seen on any stage. It is absolutely original, the product of a unique imagination. The play proved so popular it was restaged every year for the next ten years. J.M. Barry was constantly updating the story. The script was rewritten and changed each year. And in that spirit, uh, there's a version of Peter Pan that was set in the late 1950s and 60s. And it was a time when the very idea that it was to be young or old was shifting. By transporting the story to a new area, they could take a fresh look at the familiar tale without growing up or staying young forever. Fairy dust was added later for health and safety reasons. Uh... Uh, originally, Peter and the Lost Boys could just kind of fly unaided. But after several reports of children injuring themselves attempting to fly from their beds, J.M. Barry uh, added fairy dust as a necessary factor for flying. Are we almost at the, uh, the fox? Ah, there he is. Do you hear his mating call? Ah, He's looking to make sex with something. So with that, why don't we dive into Chapter 2 of uh, Peter Pan. Chapter 2 The Shadow Miss Darling screamed, and as if in answer to a bell, the door opened, and Nana entered, returned from her evening out. Oh, she growled and sprang at the boy, who leapt lightly through the window, and again Miss Darling screamed, "Eh," and this time in distress for him. Uh, For she thought he was killed, and she ran down into the street to look after his little body. But it was uh, not there. As she looked up, and in the black night she could see there was nothing but uh, what she thought was a shooting star. Burp. She returned to the nursery and found Nana uh, with something in her mouth, which proved to be the boy's shadow. So this is just a dog. I think uh, it's been a few weeks since I've read this first chapter. And Nana was always talked about as being uh, dog-like, but also incredibly human, Uh, so I guess it's just a dog. I don't know anything about this story. I've never watched the cartoon from Disney. I don't know anything about it. I think I sat through five minutes of the live play, but something about a a 40-something-year-old woman on strings flying around pretending to be a small boy just always creeped me out and I never could get through it. So here we go. It's dog. I know that now. It's dog. Great. It's got something in her mouth, which proved to be the boy's shadow. Is it what? As he left at the window, Nana had closed it quickly. Too late to catch him, but his shadow had not had time to get out. Slammed with the window and snapped it off. What? There's a bug. You may be sure that Miss Darling examined the shadow carefully, but it was uh, quite the ordinary kind. What? Nana had no doubt of what was the best thing to do with this shadow. She hung it out the window, meaning uh, he is sure to come back for it. Let us put it where we can easily get at it without disturbing the children. But unfortunately, Miss Darling uh, could not leave it hanging out the window. It looked so much like the washing and lowered the whole tone of the house. Uh, she thought of showing it to Mr. Darling, but he was totting up the winter greatcoats for John and Michael with a wet towel around his head to keep his brain clear. What? That it seemed a shame to trouble him. Besides, she knew exactly why, what he would say. It all comes of having a dog for a nurse. It literally is a dog for a nurse. The story just pisses me off. Oh, she decided to roll the window up and put it away carefully in a drawer, uh, the shadow up, and put it away carefully in a drawer until a fitting opportunity came for telling her husband, uh, me. The opportunity came a week later on that never-to-be-forgotten Friday. Of course, it was a Friday. I ought to have uh, been especially careful on a Friday, she used to say afterwards to her husband, while perhaps Nana was on the other side of her holding her hand. Holding her hand with what? Its mouth. No, no, Mr. Darling always said, I am responsible for it all. I, George Darling, did it. Mia culpa, and mia culpa. He had had a classical education. <laughs> for using mia culpa. They sat thus, night after night, recalling that fatal Friday, until every detail of it was stamped into their brains and came through on the other side like the faces of bad coinage. Oh! "'Oh, if only I had not accepted that invitation to dine at twenty-seven, Mrs. Darling said. Yeah, "'If only I had not poured my medicine into Nana's bowl,' said Mr. Darling. "'If only I had pretended to like the medicine,' uh, was what Nana's wet eyes said. "'My liking for parties, George. "'Oh, my fatal gift of humour, dearest. "'My touchiness about trifles, dear master and mistress.' Then one... Is that the dog speaking? I hate this dog. Then one or more of them would break down altogether. Nana, at thought, oh, it's true, it's true, they ought not have uh, had a dog for a nurse. Many a time it was Mr. Darling who put a handkerchief to Nana's eyes. Oh, that fiend, Mr. Darling would cry, and Nana's bark was an echo of it. The, The dog has human thoughts. But still barks. Does anyone speak to it? How do they, How can they register that when they give it an order, like, make sure that the child gets its medicine, that the dog is agreeing, I understand what the medicine is, and I will give it to... I hate this dog. But Miss Darling never uprated Peter. There was something in the right-hand corner of her mouth that always uh, wanted her not to call Peter names. What, that kiss thing they keep talking about? That giant mole they would sit there in the empty nursery, recalling fondly every smallest detail of the dreadful evening. It had begun so unevenly, so precisely, like a hundred other evenings, with Nana putting on the water from Michael's bath and carrying him to it on her back. "'I won't go to bed!' he shouted, like one who still believed that he was uh, the last to ask the last word in the subject. "'I won't! I won't, Nana! It's, uh, it isn't six o'clock yet! "'Oh, dear, oh, dear, I shan't love you any more, Nana!' Eh? Uh, And I tell you, I won't be bathed. I won't, I won't. Then Miss Darling had come in wearing her white evening gown. She had dressed early because Wendy so loved to see her in the evening gown with a necklace. George had given her, Uh, wearing Wendy's bracelet on her arm uh, when uh, she had asked for the loan of it. Wendy loved to lend her bracelet to her mother. What the hell's going on? But the kids got more money than mom. <clears throat> she had found uh, her two older children playing at being herself and father on occasion of Wendy's birth. And John was saying, "Oh, I'm happy to inform you, Mrs. Darling, that you are now a mother." In such tone as Mister Darling himself may have used on a on a real occasion. Wendy had danced. With, this is weird. Wendy had danced with joy, just as the real Mister Darling must have done. Then John was born, with the extra pomp. That he conceived due to the birth of a male, and Michael came from his bath to ask to be born also. Weird. But John said brutally that they uh, did not want any more. Michael had uh, nearly cried. Nobody wants me, he said, and of course the lady in the evening dress could not stand that. I do, she said. I so want a third child. Boy or girl? asked Michael, not too hopefully. Boy? Then she leapt into her arms. Uh, such a little thing for Mr. and Mrs. Darling and not to recall now, but not so little if that was to be Michael's last night in the nursery. Oh, they go on with their recollections. It was then that I rushed in like a tornado, was it it? Mr. Darling would say, scorning himself, and indeed he had been like a tornado. Perhaps there was some excuse for him. He, too, had been dressing for the party, and all had gone well with him until he came to his tie, and it was an astounding thing to have to tell, but this man, though he knew about socks, or stocks, not socks, stocks, and shares, had no real mastery of his tie tie. (laughs) Yes, yes. Sometimes the thing yielded to him without a a contest. Uh, But there were occasions when it would have been better for the house if he had just swallowed his pride and used a a made-up tie. This was such an occasion. He came rushing into the nursery with the crumpled little brute of a tie in his hand. Why, uh, uh, what is the matter, Father dear? Matter, he yelled, and he really yelled. This tie, it will, uh, it will not tie. And he became dangerously sarcastic. Oh, not round my neck, uh, round the bedpost. Oh yes, twenty times I made it around the bedpost, but around my neck, no. Oh dear, no. It begs to be excused. He thought Missus Darling was not sufficiently impressed, and he went on sternly. I warn you of this, Mother. That unless this tie is round my neck, we won't go out to dinner tonight. And if I don't go out to dinner tonight, I will never go to the office again. If I don't go to the office again, oh, you and I will starve, eh? Huh? Eh? Huh? And our children will be flung into the streets. <laughs> yes, yes. And even then, Missus Darling was placid. Oh, let me try, my dear," she said. And indeed, that is what she had. You know, he had come to ask her to do. And with her nice, cool hand, she tied his tie for him. While the children stood around to see if their fate was decided, uh, some men would have resented her being able to do it so easily. But Mr. Darling had far too fine a nature for that. Oh, he thanked her carelessly at once and forgot his rage. And in another moment, was dancing around the room with Michael on his back. Huh, that's- one extreme to another, how wildly we romped, says Mrs. Darling, now recalling it. Oh uh, uh, our last romp, Mr. Darling groaned. Oh George, do you remember Michael suddenly said to me, Oh, how did you get how did you get to know me, mother? Oh, oh, I remember. Oh, they were rather sweet, don't you think, George? Oh, and they were ours. Ours. And now they're gone. The romp had ended with the appearance of Nana, the dog. Ugh. The most unluckily, Mr. Darling coll- oh, burp, excuse me, collided against her, uncovering his trousers with hairs. Oh, they were not only new trousers, but they were uh, the first that he had ever had braid on him. And he had to bite his lip to prevent the tears coming. Oh, of course, Mrs. Darling brushed him. And he began to talk again about it being a mistake to have a dog for a nurse. A dog for a nurse. Why is the dog basically human? Why not put it to work in a factory if it's so intelligent? Well, that brings to mind a another story of sorts. A story of a man named Stephen. Stephen Dorglis. Stephen Dorglis, uh when he finally got into his glass business, and he was finally going to get out there, and he understood what he needed to do. He had worked the glass arts for years. Oh, he made a glass vase? Sure. Oh, he made a glass dolphin uh, riding on a surfboard? Made out of glass? Oh, sure. He did all those things. But then he realized, I need to take it back to the basics. I am the one that can improve the world of glass windows and doors. Sliding doors, especially. That's his favorite. Oh, the idea of taking a giant plate of glass, sliding it back, and sliding it forth. Sliding it back again. Oh, he thought it was great. Oh, it looks the same when it's closed. You open it up. Oh, it looks the same right now. Then you close the glass door. Oh, it looks the same as when it was open. Oh, Steven Dorgos just loved the whole concept. But the problem was he couldn't start his business because every time he went to someone's home and he said, uh, "Uh, You want me to do your windows? Or, Oh, oh, God. Oh, God, please. Can I sell you on a sliding glass door? Oh, and the people would say, Well, maybe. Uh, Why don't you sell me on the concept? Uh, He'd piss himself. Every single goddamn time. Oh, he start to go into the whole routine. Well, the first thing about glass is it's basically invisible. Isn't that fun? And everyone would clap their hands. Oh, that's great. I love the idea of something invisible. He goes, yeah, it holds back the rain. Like, can I pass a can I pass a plate through it? No, you can't pass a plate through it. Uh, it's still solid. But uh, it holds back the rain and the wind and the snow and the cold air and the warm air if it's really hot out. Uh, it does all of it. And they're like, oh, tell me more, Stephen Dorg. Listen, then he'd piss himself. He couldn't get through his entire speech without pissing himself. Which is why... He finally decided to buy uh, Azo uh, men's bladder control uh, with the patented go less technology frustrated by waking up in the middle of the night with the urge to go to the bathroom is what Steven Dorglis said to himself when he was going to this website and learning more about this product. is it impacting the quality of your sleep, he thought to himself, or even uh, just when you went did you feel the urge to go again? Oh, Stephen Dorgo tried the new azo men uh, trademark bladder control, the supplement designed to help men maintain healthy bladder control and reduce the occasional urgency. Oh, it can help you support normal, healthy flow. it contains clinical strength, go less uh, clinical strength, which is my favorite go less is a some sort of technology that's completely made up and fake but this they they're, here they're saying it's clinical strength go less as if doctors around the world are all gasping that's too much go less you can't put that much go less in your product men sourced from pumpkin seed extract huh and it comes in a convenient one capsule a day serving Oh, this unique formula is designed specifically for men and has been shown to support urinary, bladder, and prostate health. That means less waking up at night with the urge to go and a more restful night's sleep. You may start to notice a difference in as little as four weeks. Uh, No two people are alike, so be sure to take one capsule a day to realize the full benefits, they say, as if it's the 1890s in the back of a Sears catalog. You want to hear a different review from last time? Uh, Two out of five stars by A.K. Griffin uh, from ten months ago. Titled, Bladder Control. Well packaged, good looking product that's basically nothing more than pumpkin seed extract. Which is exactly what they say it is, so they're not really pulling the wood over your eyes. Uh, I took these at night to see if they would help me sleep without waking to use the bathroom. This product may work for others, but silly didn't work for me. I would have a hard time recommending to others. Want to hear another one? One out of five stars from Toy R1, 11 months ago. Title, no change. It didn't change anything. But I say this to everyone is different, and with uh, anything, everyone's body reacts differently. So, no, I wouldn't buy it for my husband, whatever the hell that means. So, Stephen Dorgliss took it, and uh, apparently it helped him because his business took off. You want to know what they do now? All they do is commercial storefronts, automatic entrances, windows, patio doors, mirrors, shower doors, installation repair. They'll design and build... Anything you want, especially if it's based on sliding glass uh, door technology. Their clients, Pottery Barn, Williamson, Norma, Sherwin-Williams, Portillo's, which is a crap sandwich place no one cares about, Salt Cave, which the only thing you need to know about that is it's in Minneapolis, and don't touch the walls where the Minneapolis police will drag you away. And Applebee's. Well, with that, why don't we retire up to the... uh, Oh, not the master bedroom. We're here at the cabin, which means you've got to go up to the front porch where everything's wet. It's always... It sounds like it's raining, but really there's just dew on the ceiling of the inside of the porch that just drops down on your head the whole time. Oh, it's sunny outside. It's great. It's just wet and moist in this porch. A real wet, moist porch that we're going to sit on and as I read the latest upcoming romance novels from Penguin Random House Books. I'm coming. I'm coming. Uh, Oh, you're out here on the wet porch with the water dripping down all over you from the underside of the porch ceiling, wearing some sort of weird silvery outfit with a weird silvery hoop skirt. Look like it's the 1950s. Uh, And you're just standing there with your cleavage. It's weird. Uh, I don't know if I should enjoy this or not, because you're pointing at a book where the cover is getting all wet called Barbarian Lover by Ruby Dixon. It's the third novel in the Ice Planet Barbarian series, an international publishing phenomenon. Now in a special print edition with bonus materials and exclusive epilogue! Exclamation point! That sounds exciting. Kira plans on remaining single on this alien planet. <laughs> that's already stupid. She doesn't want a mate anyway. At least that's what she tells herself. But when Ahik Ahiko Ahiko comes along, everything changes. As one of the humans stranded on the ice planet, I should be happy that I have a new home. Human women are treasured here, and one alien in particular has made it clear that he's interested in me. Yeah, it's hard to push away the sexy, flirtatious Ahiko when I long to grab him by his horns, and Burp insists he take me to his furs. Mm-hmm. But I've got a terrible secret. A few of them, actually. I'm convinced that Ahako can never love me if he knows the full truth. And more worryingly, the aliens who abducted me are back. Yeah. And thanks to the translator in my ear, they can find me. My presence here endangers everyone. But can I give up my new life and the man I desire more than anything? And, uh, and, and will he even want me if he knows my secrets? What is this, written in the 1950s? It's part of the Ice Planet Barbarian series. It's paperback for 17 bucks, which you get on July 12th. Uh, you can find it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books-A-Million, Bookshop.org, Hudson Booksellers, Indiebound, Powell's Target, and Walmart. Well, with that, uh, your silvery cleavage outfit can go screw itself. Why don't we go back inside where it's not so wet and finish reading the rest of this story? Well, here we are, settled back in the uh, in the cabin, here by the fire, uh, which is weird because it's July and you don't really need a fire when it's steamy hot out. There's bugs everywhere and birds, the worst goddamn things on the face of the earth. Uh, he's still wearing the outfit. I don't care. It doesn't faze me. George! Nana, the dog, is a treasure. No doubt that I have an uneasy easy feeling at times that she looks upon the children as puppies. That's well, because she's a dog. Oh no, dear one. I feel sure she knows they have souls. Why would a dog... I'm going to... Soul? I'm leaving it alone. I wonder, Mr. Darling said thoughtfully. I wonder. It was an opportunity, his wife felt, for telling him about the boy. At first he... Uh, oh, at first he poo-pooed the story. But he became thoughtful when she showed him the shadow. Explain the shadow. He just randomly... Here's a Here's shadow. No one's questioning that. Oh, there's a spider on my floor. Someone picked my legs up. That was disturbing. I'm glad I saw that gross here in my basement cabin uh, there's bugs everywhere i wonder is an opportunity his wife fell for telling about the boy 1st poo poo-pooed the story but then he became thoughtfully, saw the shadow uh it is nobody i know he said examining it carefully he's looking at the shadow it's like a thing okay but it, it does look like a scoundrel what If we are still discussing it, uh, you remember, says Mr. Darling, when Nana came in with Michael's medicine. You will never carry the bottle in your mouth again, Nana, and it's all my fault. Strong man though he was, there is no doubt that he uh, had behaved rather foolishly over the medicine. If he had a weakness, it was for thinking that all his life had been taken, uh, he's been taking medicine boldly. And so now, when Michael dogged the spoon in Nana's mouth, he had said reprovingly, Be a man, Michael. (laughs) "'Won't! Won't!' Michael cried, naughtily. (laughs) "'Mrs. Darling left the room to get a chocolate for him, "'and Mr. Darling thought this showed a want of firmness. "'Mother, eh, don't pamper him,' he called after her. "'Michael, when I was your age, I took medicine without a murmur. "'I said, thank you, kind parents, for giving me bottles to make me well.' "'He really thought this was true, and Wendy... "'Well, his bottles probably had cocaine in it. "'Cocaine and just, like, laxatives.' He really thought this was true, and Wendy, who was now in her nightgown, believed it also. And she said, to encourage Michael, That medicine you sometimes take, Father, is much nastier, isn't it? Oh, ever so much nastier, Mr. Darling said bravely, and I would take it now as an example to you, Michael, if I hadn't lost the bottle. He had not uh, exactly lost it. Uh, he had climbed into the dead of night on the top of the wardrobe and hidden it there. Oh, What he did not know was that his faithful Liza had found it and put it back on his washstand. "'I know where it is, Father,' Wendy cried, always glad to be of service. "'I'll bring it!' And she was off before he could stop her. Uh, immediately his spirit sank in the strangest way. "'John,' uh, he said, shuddering. "'It's most beastly stuff. It's nasty, uh, pfft, sticky, uh, a sweet kind.' It'll soon be over, Father John said cheerily, and then rushed uh, in rushed Wendy with his medicine in the glass. I have been as quick as I could, she panted. Ah, you've been wonderfully quick, her father retorted with a vindictive politeness that was quite thrown away upon her. Michael first, he said doggedly, Father first said Michael, who was of a suspicious nature. I shall be sick, you know, Mr. Darling said threateningly. Come on, Father said John. now, nah, hold your tongue, John, his father rapped out, rapped. Wendy was quite puzzled. I thought you took it quite easily, father. Well, that's not the point, he retorted. The point is that there is more in my glass than Michael's spoon. His proud heart was nearly bursting, and it isn't fair. I would say, though it were with uh, my last breath, it isn't fair. Father, I am waiting, said Michael coldly. It is all very well you say you're waiting. Uh, so I am waiting, father's cowardly castered. Now, you're a cowardly custard. I'm not frightened, neither am I frightened. Well, then take it. Well, then you take it. Wendy had a splendid idea. Why don't you both take it at the same time? Ah, uh, certainly, said Mr. Darling. Are you, are you ready, Michael? Wendy gave the words. One, two, three, and Michael took his medicine, but Mr. Darling slipped his behind his back. Oh, there's a yell of rage from Michael. Oh, father, Wendy exclaimed. Oh, what do you mean by oh, father? Mr. D- uh, Darling demanded. Stop that bro, Michael, uh, I, I meant to take mine, but I, I, I missed it. It was dreadful the way all three were looking at him, just as they did not admire him. Look here, all of you, he said entreatingly as soon as Nana had gone to the bedroom. I have just thought of a splendid joke. I shall pour my medicine into Nana's bowl, and she shall drink it, thinking it's milk. Oh, it's the color of milk. But the children did not have their father's sense of humor, and they looked at him reproachfully as he poured the medicine into Nana's bowl. Oh, what fun, he said doubtfully, as they did not dare expose to him, when Mr. Darling and Nana returned. Nana, eh, good dog, he said, patting her. I have put a little milk into your bowl, Nana. And Nana wagged a tail, ran to the medicine, and began lapping it. And then she gave Mr. Darling such a look, not an angry look, but she showed him the great red tear, tear, Tear that makes us so sorry for noble dogs. What's a great red tear that dogs have? It's like a, like a hemorrhoid coming out of their anus. Uh, and cut into a, kernel, a kennel. Mr. Darling was frightfully ashamed of himself, but he would not give in. In a horrid silence, Mrs. Darling smelt the bowl. Oh, George, she said, it's your medicine. That ah, was only a joke, he roared. Why is everyone drinking everyone's medicine? Uh... If it's real medicine and not just cocaine and laxatives, uh, you would think you shouldn't take it if you don't need it. You shouldn't take too much of it. You should be measuring it out. So the boy gets a spoonful, but the dad gets a whole glass. Uh, What kind of medicine is this? Is it just olive oil and cocaine, like I think it probably is? Probably. They give it to the dog, even. Nobody cares. Everyone's got diarrhea, and nobody cares. It was only a joke, he roared while he comforted their boys, and Wendy hugged Nana. Much good, he said bitterly, by wearing myself to the bone trying to be funny in this house. And still, Wendy hugged Nana. That's right, he shouted, coddle her. Nobody coddles me. Oh, oh dear, no. "'I am only the breadwinner. "'Why should I be coddled? "'Why, why, why?' "'Exclamation point. "'George!' Mrs. Darling entreated him. "'Not so loud. "'The servants will hear you. "'Sometimes they've got uh, into the way "'of calling Liza the servants.' "'Let them,' he answered recklessly. "'Bring in the whole world. "'But I refuse to allow that dog "'to lord it in my nursery for an hour longer.' "'The children wept.' "'Yeah, because he drugged the dog. "'It's got diarrhea now.' "'And Nana ran to him beseechingly. he waved back, "'and he felt that he was a strong man again.' "'In vain, in vain,' he cried, "'the proper place for you is the yard, "'and there you go to be tied up this instant. "'George, George,' said Mrs. Darling, whispered, "'remember what I told you about that boy?' "'Alas!' uh, Oh, he would not listen. "'He was determined... "'I don't have no idea what the frick is going on in this uh, chapter. "'I have no idea. "'We're in the future where the parents are looking back on the time "'when life was innocent before the children got stolen, "'and now we're in the past.' where she's showing him an actual physical shadow like look at this physical shadow that looks like some sort of dark sweater i don't know what does a shadow look like and you can hang it around and hold on to it and feel it and stuff and then uh he's just like he doesn't think no, oh, man yeah, that's weird and so she tells him about the boy and it's like that's probably not real and even though she's holding a shadow i hate everything about this story so far um He was determined to show who was master in this house, and when commands would not draw Nana from the uh, the kennel, he lured her out of it with honeyed words, and seizing her roughly, dragged her from the nursery. He was ashamed of himself, and yet he did it. It was all owing to his too-affectionate nature, which craved for admiration. "'And when had tied her up in the backyard, the wretched father went and sat in the passage with his knuckles uh, to his eyes. "'In the meantime, Mrs. Darling had put the children to bed, and unwanted silence had lit their nightlights. "'Oh, they could hear Nana barking, and John whimpered. It is because he is chaining her up in the yard.' "'But Wendy was wiser. "'That is not Nana's unhappy bark,' she said, little guessing what is about to happen. "'That is her bark when she smells danger.' "'Danger? Are you sure, Wendy?' "'Oh, yes.' "'Mrs. Darling quivered and went to the window, "'and it was securely fastened. "'Oh!' she looked out, and the night was peppered with stars. "'But they were crowding around the house, "'as if curious to see who was to take place there. "'But she did not notice this, "'nor the one or two of the smaller ones winked at her. "'Yet a nameless fear clutched at her heart and made her cry. "'Oh! How I wish that I wasn't going to a party tonight!' Even Michael already half—you don't have to go if you don't want to. Even Michael already half-asleep knew uh, that she was perturbed, and he asked, uh, "Can anything harm us, Mother?" After the night lights are lit, nothing precious, she said. They are the eyes of a mother who leaves behind who guard her children. She went from bed to bed, singing enchantments over them, and little Michael flung his arms around her. "Mother," yeah, he cried, "I am glad of you." They were the last words she was to hear from him for a long time number twenty seven was only a few yards distant, but there had been a slight fall of snow, and Father and Mother darling picked their way over deftly not to soil their shoes, but they 're already uh, the only persons in the street, and all the stars are watching them stars are beautiful but they uh, may not take an active part in anything. Uh, They may just look on forever. It is a punishment put on them for something that they did so long ago that no star knows what it was. So the older ones become glassy-eyed and seldom speak. Uh, Winking is the star language. Mm -hmm, Isn't that adorable? But the little ones still wonder. They are not really friendly to Peter, who had a mischievous way of stealing up behind them and trying to blow them out. But they are so fond of fun that they were on his side tonight and anxious to get grown-ups out of the way. So as soon as the door of 27 closed to Mr. and Mrs. Darling, there was a, a commotion in the firmament and the smallest of the stars in the Milky Way screamed out, Now, Peter! Eh, that's the end of that chapter. Why don't we retire to the, uh, to the outhouse? Because after reading this, I gotta take a dump and uh, we can talk about what we just read. Well, uh, here we are in the outhouse where a giant hornet's nest has built itself right over my head, over the toilet seat that I sit on. My butt, uh, my butt crack, and my lips, uh, being gently tickled by the cold air of the giant pit underneath where I poop. What do we read in this chapter? Uh, well, we read that. Uh, God, I don't even know what the hell we read. I read the whole chapter just a second ago, and I have no idea what the hell I read. Uh, basically, the parents are reminiscing about what happened in the past, like the last night they saw the kids, then they jump back to the past and talk about it, and we learn for sure that the dog is actually a dog, it's a dog and a maid. They are so poor that they've trained this hyper-intelligent dog to just like bring the kids medicine and whatever. Uh, a shadow was left behind that the mother picked up and just kinda hung by the window. A whole shadow, as if it's a piece of cloth. Um, and that didn't bother anyone or make anyone freak out. There's no metaphysical problems that came with something as tangible as a two-dimensional shadow. Didn't bother them. They're just like, oh, well, this is a thing. So she held on to it for a while. She showed the husband later. It's like, ah, oh, well, look at that. And she's like, you know, the, uh, a boy keeps coming. And the father's like, well, now you're just making stuff up. That's a fantastical thing to say. Even though she showed him a shadow. Uh, the dog has human thoughts and is trusted with uh, medicine and never went to school for it, uh, and so that's a problem, and then he's trying to get the kid to eat the medicine, and uh, he won't eat it himself, and or drink it, or whatever, and they like on, they measure out, like, apparently there was no dosages back then, like, well, you took too much, and now you're going to die, that didn't apparently exist back then, uh, and so then they decide to punish the dog, and then the dog's outside, but the mom's still going to go to a party, even though she can feel it, it, impending doom, and Uh, nothing makes sense it still doesn't make any sense I finally cleared up the dog thing and we understand that medicine means nothing to these people Uh, they just take it like drug addicts all over the place give it to the dog Isn't that funny look how high he is Uh, but uh, so uh, what do we learn Uh, I don't know nothing two chapters in I have no idea what the fuck's happening what's good I don't know Uh, what sucks so far the story So with that, thanks for listening, and I will see you uh, next week. You hear that? Out there? The crickets chirping? Those are mating calls. Each cricket desperately, desperately calling out to other female or male crickets dying for attention each of them desperate for one of them to come to them with open insect arms and make sex with them it's a field of whores and so with that uh backdrop i want to tell you that if you want to learn anything more about this podcast go to nuzzlehouse.com and that's it I'm not listing off the rest of my social media i've got a twitter uh which you can go to if you want but go to nuzzlehouse.com and find out about it you want to find out if i've got a Uh, Instagram, sure, I don't use it But you can go to NuzzleHouse.com find out about that uh, Because you're all whores Just like this field of gentle crickets Out there chirping in the night Ah, listen to them